You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hey, everyone. Tim McMaster here along with our MLB.com Rays reporter, Bill Chastain. And, Bill, the Rays suddenly turning things around a little bit. They had lost 10 of 12, but then suddenly over the last couple of weeks, they've actually won 8 of 10. Um, They've gotten things going. They continue to hit home runs, but... uh, other than that, what's been the big change here over these last couple of weeks with the Rays? Well, for starters, I think the starters are going a little bit deeper in the game uh, and getting a little closer to what everybody thought they were going to be. I think that's probably the biggest thing. Um, other than that, you know, I, I think the, you know just the, the consistent hitting, you know, is really showing showing up. You know, the guys like Pierce, and of course, you got Morrison's. Been, been playing pretty well, hitting a lot better than he did at the beginning, and then Evan Longoria has been red hot. Yeah, talk about Longoria because, man, he is – this is like vintage Evan Longoria. Last 15 games, uh, he's two, 22 of 58, and in that stretch he's got eight homers and 20 RBIs. I mean, we haven't seen that kind of power in a stretch for Longoria in, in a while. Yeah, I talked to him about uh, was talking to him about his hitting about a week or so ago, and he told me he had made some changes. He'd opened up a little bit, and he said it was hard to, you know, tell himself he needed to make the change. But ever since he's done it, he said he's felt really locked in. And this is maybe about a month and a half ago he did this. So you look back and and you look at the numbers since then, and they've been pretty darn good. Um, and of course, a, a side note about Longoria tonight: he will tie Carl Crawford. Uh, for the longest tenured Ray, so uh, big, big game. Yeah, that's pretty cool, uh, and he's certainly, I would say, Mr. Ray, if there is one. It's been Evan Longoria uh, since since being drafted by the team, being brought up, and, and then early on uh, really committing to staying in Tampa Bay. Uh, so they're playing Seattle right now, and they're going to take on Nathan Carnes. Uh, so I think, Bill, it's a chance to kind of revisit the trade from the offseason Carnes went to the Mariners, uh, Logan Morrison, Brad Miller come to Tampa Bay. Carnes, 5-2 and two for Seattle. He's been helped by uh, a pretty good offense as far as the Mariners go. Speaking of teams that hit a lot of home runs, they've done that. His ERA is over four. Uh, if you had to grade that trade right now, do you have to give the edge a little bit to the Mariners with what Carnes has done as opposed to Brad Miller and Logan Morrison starts with the race? Um, I don't know. I, I'd say it's more like a wash. Um, okay. I, I really liked Carnes, too, and talking to him yesterday, you know, he was happy to be back, and, uh, you know, he, he really appreciated his time in Tampa. And, um, you know, he said he's pitching. He's feeling well and, and looking forward to pitching against them tonight. But, uh, you know, Miller's been – the only uh, thing Miller's been is uh, – it hasn't been a positive, I think, has been uh, just a little bit of his fielding um, – and of course, Morrison has come on and, and kind of silenced his critics, whether he keep, can keep that up or not. So maybe a slight edge to the Mariners. Yeah, and it's obviously early. I mean, if I had asked you that question a month ago, the way Logan Morrison was hitting, it might have been different. And, and who knows by the end of the season uh, where where we think about the trade. Um, so it'll be Carnes against Drew Smiley. And Smiley uh, skipped in his last start, not because of an injury or anything like that, I guess just to give him a little time, uh, and he had been struggling. What were his thoughts on getting the extra days off? I know they had done the, the same thing for Odorizzi a little bit ago, and it's, it's a good thing to do with starting pitchers throughout the year, give him a little break here and there. Um, but but what's his viewpoint on it? Did he appreciate the rest? Would he have rather been out there? 
Well, they're always going to say they'd rather be out there. But I, I think he probably felt good getting a little bit of it because he was struggling. Uh, as as I think he felt good getting a little bit of the extra time because he's been struggling with his, um, you know, secondary pitches. And uh, not that they haven't had the action he's wanted. He's just had a hard time putting them where he wants to, you know, put them. And, you know, that shows I think he's given up seven home runs in his last four starts. And that's unlike him. Uh, unfortunately for him, you know, he, I thought, if, you know, in our conversations, you know from our conversations that uh, I thought he was the best pitcher on the staff for the early part of the season. And, uh, you know, he really didn't get much to show for it because, you know, just kind of the way the, the team was scuffling. So the numbers don't reflect it as much as I think he, as well as he pitched. But, uh, you know, and then he's then come in, come into May and, or uh, later May and, and into June, he's been struggling a little bit. So, uh, I'd like for him to bounce back. He's a good pitcher, and, and I think the time off is only going to help him. Uh, the Rays also make another move, and, and I think a move people have been kind of anticipating and waiting for and wondering when it would happen. But Blake Snell uh, is going to make a start on Thursday. Um, obviously, he's a guy that got off to such the amazing start, really, in the minor leagues a year ago. His numbers this year... I mean, they are what they are. He's three and five. The ERA is pretty good. Three two nine. Uh, Twelve starts at the AAA level. I think he had already kind of proven that he had done what he could do at that level. Uh, I don't know if that goes into it all, but but what's the expectation for Blake Snell making his second major league start on Thursday? Oh, I think the expectation's the moon. But uh, yeah. you know, they. Uh, I, I know myself. I had a little bit of a hard time understanding sending Andres to the bullpen as good as he's been. But, um, you know, I, I think they said they needed some help in the in the bullpen. And Andres, of all the starters, was the only one who's really spent any time there. So uh, he was the odd man out, and they're bringing up Snell. So uh, I, I didn't get to see him pitch in person the first time up. Uh, I did watch on TV, and uh, he looks like he's got all the poise and all the pitches. So um, I would expect to see another outing like that tomorrow. Yeah, April 23rd was that first, that debut. Uh, it was against the Yankees. He got a no decision. Five innings, he allowed just two hits and an earned run. He struck out six, so he was very good. Like I said, the numbers in AAA haven't been great, but a lot of things can go into that, especially when a guy maybe thinks he should be pitching in the major leagues. But we'll see what he can do. It's certainly exciting for fans because this is a guy that, that people have been anticipating for about a year now. You mentioned Andres. Um, and he certainly is the odd man out here. He's been pitching very good since getting called up. Uh, how has he taken the move to the bullpen? Well, I mean, I, I thought he gave a pretty honest answer when he said he had mixed emotions. Uh, that's about as honest as it gets. Um, you know, it's kind of, you know, to me, and this is just me speaking, it's not, not the raise. I just, you know, I think it sends the wrong message when you have a, a guy who's getting the results and he's the one who gets sent to the bullpen but you know they've they've got their way they figure of doing things so um that's what that's what happened yeah i guess we're in that situation where you talk about you can never have too much starting pitching but at at some point when you have all these guys somebody's not going to be able to start so it's it is a tough situation certainly a good problem to have but uh but andrew no no doubt a good problem to have (laughs) yeah uh Bill, Steven Souza Jr. has been kind of doing a Kevin Kiermeyer impression over the last few games. The highlight plays out in right field as opposed to center. He slammed into the wall once, um, and then he hurt himself again diving for a ball. The X-ray is negative, but 
talk about his defense um, and, and where he stacks up defensively because the Rays have some guys that can really go and get it, and he's kind of become one of those. Well, he stacks up as much improved. Uh, he's, you know, a big guy. He kind of, kind of lumbers out there, but he is athletic. And uh, funny, I was just talking to him about his uh, defense yesterday, and he said some of it has been learning when to back off. You know, I think my biggest criticism watching him last year, there would be times when he would almost try too hard and he would dive for balls that he didn't have a chance of getting, and then he would get burned for two extra bases instead of just, you know, taking the single and throwing the ball back. And, and uh, he said, you know, it's kind of like you got to learn when you got to cut your losses. So I think that's probably the biggest thing he's, uh, you know, taken into this year as compared to last year. Yeah, you mentioned uh, lumbering. And I think people um, just think that Steven Souza Jr. is a great defender because basically his first game in the major leagues, he saved a no-hitter with a great catch, and people just kind of, like, put that with him. Uh, but you mentioned that he can lumber a little bit out there, and I think the thing that stood out in the, the, the couple highlight catches he's made recently is, while he may not be the fastest guy, the route efficiency on these catches has been great, and sometimes that's as important as being fast. Yeah. Well, he, you know, he made some great catches this past week, you know, slamming in the wall. And ironically, uh, when he uh, got taken out last night, uh, they put Taylor Motter in, and, and he goes out and makes a running catch running into the wall. So, uh, you know, good, maybe good defense is contagious. Yeah, contagious. Just stop running into walls. That's the key. Uh, speaking of guys – well, not that have been injured, I guess, is Logan Forsythe is back sooner than expected, Bill. Um, but I know first four games back, he, he struck out five times. Is he, even though he's back, is he still working out the kinks from the time away as far as being in the batter's box? Uh, I'm sure he is. You know, he only had two uh, games back and, in, in, you know, rehab games before he came back uh, with the team. But, you know, he, he immediately makes the team look better out there. I mean, even in the field, He's just a steady guy in the field, and uh, you know you can't discount uh, that. You know he's going to give you a good spot on that bat every time, and and steady hands and arm in the field. So uh, I think they've really been picked up uh, by his return. Yeah, here's a guy that the MVP of the team a year ago, and just having him out there certainly gives him a lift. And we've seen it. I mean, this team's been playing good baseball the last couple of weeks. All right, that's going to do it for. MLB.com Extras, our Rays edition. For Bill Chastain, I'm Tim McMaster. Tune in again next week. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.